Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hey there, Wellness and Wanderlust listeners. I am so happy to have you here with us for another amazing conversation. I know that there are so many thousands of podcasts out there, and I am truly grateful that you've chosen mine to listen to today. Now, the timing for this episode couldn't be any better with International Women's Day coming up in just a few short days, and it's currently Women's History Month. I had the chance to sit down with Lindsay Turnbull, a teen girl whisperer and the founder of Misheard Media, all about how we can empower the teen girls and young women in our lives. Lindsay is a fellow UCF 30 Under 30 awardee, Go Knights, and her organization, Misheard Media, really spoke to me when I first learned about it as a resource I would have loved as a teen girl, and to be honest, that is just as impactful for us today. I've actually been feeling weirdly nostalgic lately. Maybe it's from all of the TikToks about millennials and their skinny jeans and side parts, and that's been getting to my head a little bit. I feel a little bit personally victimized by those. And in the last few months, I've actually been rereading a lot of my old favorite books from my teen years. I think that there can be a lot of comfort in returning to what's already familiar to us, especially in times that feel a little overwhelming and unpredictable. Let's face it, though, a lot of the struggles that we faced as teenagers don't really go away as adults. They just come up in new forms. And I think the takeaways from this episode will not only help you to relate to younger generations or if you have children or younger siblings, but they'll also help you to better communicate with your own inner teen. I had a lot of fun chatting with Lindsay all about how we can build up confidence and self-esteem, why media literacy is so important, especially in this day and age, and of course, the importance of showing young people that what they do really does matter. I'm going to let Lindsay fill you in on all of that. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's conversation. Hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. We have so many exciting topics to get into today, and I think the timing is so perfect with um, International Women's Day coming up as well. So we'll have a lot of great things to talk about here, but first of all, you're a teen girl whisperer. Why don't you tell us first what you were like as a teen girl? Oh my gosh, I hope my mom's not listening to this because (laughs) she's totally gonna call call me and correct me. Um, Oh, that's such a good question. So as a teenager, um, there was a lot of things, right? Like most teenagers. So I was, the first thing that comes to mind is like angry. <laughs> like I was just a very angry teenager. Um, but I also, I did really well in school. Like I got straight A's, like was always on honor roll. Um, I listened to, well, I listen to the same music now, but like heavy metal music, which was way more weird back then um, in the like early internet days, it was a little harder to find. Um, I did competitive martial arts. Um, so it was like kind of athletic, but like not school sports, like rah, rah, rah. So I guess I was just kind of like your average teenage girl. <laughs> That's awesome. I can totally relate on that. I was a cheerleader who shopped at Hot Topic. Um, So I felt like I wore a lot of different hats, but didn't entirely fit into necessarily just one. Um, And I think that's kind of what your teenage years are 
kind of like, um, what inspired you to get into what you're doing today? And why don't you tell our listeners a little about that? I will. So I am founder of Misheard Media. We do media and events uh, in person and online to empower, educate, and inspire tween and teen girls so that they can thrive. I actually started doing this work at UCF in college. Um, I joined the Young Women Leaders Program, just like kind of on a lark because it sounded cool. I like wanted to volunteer. I was still like new to UCF, which is a giant school. (laughs) Um, And I was like looking for my people. So I joined this program where I mentored a seventh grade girl and I served like every role in this organization. I was a mentor, I was a group facilitator and I was eventually a program coordinator. And I really, really loved it. And I always thought that I would like go back to that one day in the future, like not now. Um, So I I did Young Women Leaders Program all through undergraduate school in my first year of grad school. And then I left to finish grad school. And when I moved from Florida to DC, there was a hiring freeze, (laughs) like... (laughs) Basically, anybody that got federal money had their budget cut. And I was like, oh, crap. Well, this sucks. So (laughs) while I was applying for jobs, I was like, well, what else can I do? Like, what else do I like to do that I'm good at? Like, that is something that people need. And I came back to this, like, working with young women because I loved it. And I was good at it. I am good at it. And so I kind of came back to doing this thing that I thought I was going to do, like, when I retired. (laughs) But hey, like the universe had other plans. So here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, what do you do with Misheard Media? How do you work with teen girls? And why is that such an important age to really be focusing on? So well, we create, we, I create <laughs> a lot of different experiences through media, which can be like as simple as a TikTok video or a reel or a blog. And I do events as well to teach life skills. And this is all kinds of life skills. So this year I'm creating a new course called Media Detective, which is about reading the news effectively, stopping the spread of misinformation, disinformation and propaganda. And I teach life skills like budgeting and emotional regulation. So it's really like any kind of skill that is going to help a young person move from like through the teen years and into adulthood. That is my jam. That is what I'm teaching. And I'm sorry, you had a, there was a second part to that question that now I don't remember. Oh, that's okay. Uh, Well, first of all, by the way, I just think that every adult should probably take that media detective class as well, (laughs) especially with all of the current events these days. Uh, Yeah, it's super fun. Adults can totally take it. I borrowed a hat from a friend. So I'm going to record with my detective hat and my cardboard magnifying glass and it's I'm so excited it's so I'm having so much fun like building it and my background in history like really taught me how to do this and so I'm really excited to teach other people how to do it and adults can totally take it too there's no there's no age limit (laughs) on the information it is still good information whether you are 16 or 60. That's amazing and I just have to say I think that you know many of the problems 
that we faced as teenagers, we still kind of feel them as adults, especially as adult women. What problems are you seeing, um, you know, pop up? What are some common challenges that you see for, you know, teenage girls, especially? So I think it's a lot of the same problems that we face. Like there, there are struggles that are totally different that like you and I will never really understand because like we're not digital natives there. We're not or maybe you were, I don't know, you're a bit younger than me, but there were never like baby pictures of me online. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. have a digital footprint from the time I was born. I didn't grow up like with social media being a part of my like day-to-day life. And so those are struggles that Gen Z faces that are totally different, but there's still those same struggles of like, where do I fit into the world? What is my role? What do I want to contribute to the world? who am I? How do other people like me? Do I like me? How do I learn to like me? Like my mental health is crappy. What do I do? Like all of these things are kind of like universal struggles for all teenagers, regardless of generation. Yeah. I think the social media thing can be so difficult. Um, I was in high school when I got in my space and then Facebook, I think maybe 10th grade or so. And so I grew up with some of that, but it really was a kind of a turning point when I got to college, suddenly so many more of these younger kids were on social media. And I was very lucky when I hear adults today talking about some of the older generation talking about how they used to handle bullying, for example, back then. And I tell them, you know, there is a totally different situation for these kids. They have things on the internet that last forever. And so they really right. do have some challenges we didn't have to face. It's right. They Like when I went home, I mean, I had my space too, but mm-hmm. it was on the computer. Like I had to go to it. Yes. Like it wasn't just there with me all the time. And when I went home, I could choose to go on my space or not. Like I could choose to sit down on the computer, do dial up internet, <laughs> like wait for the dial up internet and go on my space. Like it was a whole process. Or I could like go to my martial arts school, which was mostly kids I didn't go to school with. Like they were totally different kids. And so I had, we had the luxury of these like little safe spaces that were kind of impenetrable by what happened at school. And kids today do not have that luxury. Yeah, I still remember dealing with some dramatic situation in college and somebody had posted something on Facebook and I had to ask a friend in the dorm room, hey, can you pull up Facebook on your computer? Because I didn't have a smartphone and we didn't have these things programmed into our phones the same way. So it really is kind of a struggle. How do you work with these kids to really fight against that and to you know survive in that world? I have two answers for this. One is that we just have to meet them where they are. Like we as adults assume that all teenagers are like consumed by social media. And that's not necessarily true. Like I've worked with plenty of teenagers that are like, I'm not really on social media or I just text or I just use Snapchat, but there's only like three people on it. And so first we can't just assume that all teenagers are like totally absorbed in the social media world because that may not be true. So we really have to meet them where they are and ask them like questions with curiosity. What do you think about this? What do you think about the social media post? What do you like, what do you think about it? Instead of assuming that they're like really wrapped in and consumed in this world. 
or the other mm-hmm. part is they're like, I need to know every single key my kid hits on their phone. Like I have keystroke loggers. I have all their passwords. Like I go into their accounts. I delete things I don't like. And I also don't think that is helpful because you're not teaching them how to use this technology. It's not going away. Like they're not really learning how to use it if you're doing it all for them. So to find this happy medium where they come to you with problems, where you're engaging them with curiosity about the things that they are seeing rather than assuming one way or the other. That definitely makes sense. I think, I think you're right. I think when they're too sheltered with it, then they're not going to learn how to use it later on. And do that in a productive way. Um, now, something else that caught my attention in one of our earlier questions, we had talked about, you know, some of the struggles that they're having outside of that. And you mentioned self-esteem. What types of activities and, you know, what do you teach them to really help foster that? Because I think that's something, um, the majority of our audience is women in their 20s and 30s as well. And I'm assuming this is a topic, I know it's something that I struggle with, something that probably the majority of our listeners have struggled with at one point in their lives or another. What, um, what suggestions do you have and what do you work on with them? Oh my gosh. First of all, like everyone struggles with (laughs) self-esteem. Like I'm not alone in that. You're not alone in that. Like they're not alone. Like we're all in this boat together, right? Where Mm -hmm. we're constantly just like comparing ourselves. This is the other thing. Like when I was in school, I might compare myself to like a girl in my class or like a girl in a magazine, which I knew like wasn't reality, like the girl in the magazine. And young people today have the- Oh, the face tune. Well, not just that, but comparing themselves to everybody who has a smartphone, like everybody who has a smartphone, like is now comparison fodder for your life. So of course you're gonna have issues when you're comparing like your everyday to everyone else's like highlight reel. but. What I always come back to is like the things that you do have value because you do them and you do them because you care. And the things that we do from this place of love, like all of those things have value. And so I like encourage, I'm like, look, sit down, sit down with a pen and write 50 things that you like about yourself. Like, do like, go ahead, start, start there. (laughs) Like really just breaking it down. Like, like I do, like, I think so many of us like we try to downplay the things we do and don't give ourselves enough credit so it's like yeah let's celebrate like wow you were like really struggling last week and this week you got up every day and you went to your classes and you did your homework and like that's amazing and we need to like celebrate that because last week you you didn't do it and this week you did so instead of comparing ourselves to everybody like all the time like let's look at the things the ways that we are making progress what did you do this week that was new or challenging or exciting or something you did that you were scared and you did it anyway like what are those things that you did that we can celebrate and build up that confidence so you can feel that that self-esteem that pride in who you are that confidence and that like like, hell yeah, like, I can do this, like, (laughs) like, how do we develop that attitude? And it's like, really, by just starting small, and celebrating those little victories, and those little, until they become bigger victories, and then you're, then you finally get that, like, I'm like, sitting up really straight, you know, like, (laughs) shoulders back, like, 
how do you get into that, that badass boss mode? And it's really just starting small and celebrating and really knowing that the things that you do have value and they do matter and they do add something to this world. I think that's so true. I think especially as women, we tend to downplay that because, um, you know, you don't want to look like you're bragging. And I'm part of so many women's groups where when it's time to talk about our wins, everyone's a little embarrassed to share that. And we really shouldn't be because everybody there is happy for each other, wants to support one another. And at the same time, we're so nervous to actually you know, brag on ourselves a little bit because it feels like something, I don't know if it you know, if it's been ingrained in us since we were really little, but it feels like something um, almost self-indulgent and it really shouldn't be. No, like I want to celebrate you. Like, tell me all the awesome things you're doing so I I can hype you up or like, tell me the awesome things you want to be doing. So like, I can cheer you on. Like, I, I want to celebrate and support other women and girls and like cheer them on and just, we have to like get in the habit. I think it's a good thing to like get in the habit of being like, yeah, I aced this test. Yeah, I got this degree and that's awesome. And I'm really proud of myself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like we should be doing that. Especially because the boys are already doing that. <laughs> right. And like, if you don't do it, no one is going to do it for you. No one is out here going like, yay, Lindsay, you started a business. That's great. You're making this new course. People are supportive, but when that ends, when that cheering section ends, I have to still be there pumping myself up to like do the work and get through it. And so do you, and so does everybody. So we really need that our own like cheering section, even if it's just the one in our heads to kind of keep us going. Yeah. Well, I think the words we're saying to ourselves are more important than anything that we're hearing out in the world. Cause you, that's the one person you can't get away from. <laughs> Right. And I can cheer you on all you want, but if you don't believe that you're worthy of that cheerleading, like you're, it's just white noise. Yeah. Like it's just in one ear and not the other. So really like I did this, I'm proud of it. I did this thing. It was really cool. Or just, I did a thing. Don't even have to sell it. Just, I did a thing. I aced this test. I got my degree. We can just start there. Absolutely. And that's all huge. So I noticed on your website as well, you talk about having certain guiding principles. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? My guiding principles are basically, I just want to like love and accept everyone (laughs) like where they are. (laughs) So uh, the diversity, equity, inclusion statement was super important to me to accept and to celebrate and to welcome all girls, female identifying people, regardless of their race, their sexuality, their religion, their whatever, all. When I say all, I mean all. Like, I need to be very clear about that. And my other, my other guiding principle really is that every person that I meet, every young person that I meet has tremendous effect on the world, whether she knows it or not. Um, That everything we do matters and that everything we do is, is powerful. And so I, whenever I walk into a room, like, all right, I see all of you. I see you. I honor your whole experience, who you are as a person. And also I believe that you have a tremendous amount of power to go out and do things that really do make a difference in your community. Even if you think they're small, even if you just go out and pick up all the trash on your corner, 
that's just that's just as good. <laughs> that's yeah. just as good as going out and organizing like nationwide coastal cleanup. Like just the little things that we can do. Like those things really do matter, and they have a huge effect. And so really remind young women, young people, everybody of that, like every single day. I think both of those are so important. I think um, with everything going on in the world right now, especially for people to feel that sense of belonging and inclusion, um, you know, things have been so racially charged, especially, but um, even as far as certain groups, you know, not accepting people because of gender identity and other things like that, I think it's so important to have that safe place and, you know, to have someone who, you know, will include you and not only accept you, but value you and believe in you and know that all of these teenagers, all of these humans can make a difference in the world. I think that's so incredibly important to have someone that believes in you in that way. Thank you. I'm like the... I'm like, the, that's why I'm like, oh, I'm the teen girl whisperer, but I'm like also the auntie yes. that you wanted. <laughs> like, it's just like, yay, like cheering you on. Like, oh, you did this thing that like maybe isn't something that your family like is thrilled about. I'm thrilled. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you finally feel like, like, let's say like Jojo Siwa, she just came out, right? Yeah. So that was a big deal because for girls that look up to her, like there's not a lot of girls in that age group that are like out so it's like yeah Jojo like yeah be your authentic self like I'm so happy for you you get to like be who you are like for everybody to see like you don't have this part of you in a way like yeah yes (laughs) and that's not to say her family was unsupportive or anything but I was so thrilled for her that's great everyone everyone should get to be who they are and like be valued and loved for exactly the person that they are and I think that's Uh, that's the best gift that you can give a young person and that's the cornerstone of everything I want to do is that radical love and acceptance of who you are like who is the person in front of me like I love that person that's great yay (laughs) I love that I was so excited to hear about Jojo as well I think that she is she's incredible she's such she's so cool but then you know, for these kids growing up to also have her to look up to and see that she is living her authentic life. She is, you know, living in her truth and she is who she, you know, she's authentically herself. And if if we can all do that and live in a world where we are comfortable doing that, I think the world will be a better place. And so I think that, I think that is so incredible that she is out and she is that role model for so many of these, you know, young people out there. Yeah, I think it's great. And like, I'm so glad. Like, I mean, when I was growing up, like Ellen came out when I was Mm -hmm. like in college, that was, that was it for women. Like that was it. And, you know, to see so many more people like living in their, living their truth, being their self, being who they are. Like, oh, I love that. And it makes us all like a little more empathetic, I think. I think so. It was so funny recently. I, um, I binged the entire series of Dawson's Creek, which I was a little too young to watch it as a kid, but, um, you know, watching it now and seeing, you know, late nineties, early two thousands and how they dealt, they were actually fairly progressive with Jack's coming out story and some of that, but still you see a lot of stereotypes and you, um, it's, it's so refreshing to see how far we've come 
um, in a short time and just hoping to see that continue, I think for these kids, because having, having someone in your situation who has gone through what you have and is living a wonderful life that, you know, that's something that we, that we all want. Yeah, definitely. I also was too young for Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Um, but even going back and like watching old friends episodes, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like, cringe. Is this really like the best, the best way we're doing? Like this is our best. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> there that is. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And then I remember you remember that time a little bit and yeah, we've definitely come a long way, but it's, you know, some of these nineties and early two thousand shows, I think are really what show us that. Cause that's kind of what was around when we were, I'm guessing we're about the same age, but elementary, middle school age. So yeah. So I thought that was so cool that, you know, that Jojo is out and to see kind of where we are at today and hoping to see that continue and, and all of that. Now I know for me, I, I'm not a parent, but I do mentor a high school student, a high school sophomore. And I know a lot of people, we actually did an episode not too long ago about um, the take stock and children mentorship program with high school students. What can we do as, you know, allies to these teen girls and tween girls and how can we support them as mentors, parents, siblings, cousins, you know, just as those older female and male for my male listeners as well, um, figures in their lives. So I think like showing up consistently is one of the best gifts that you can give to anyone, right? Whether it's your friend or your, your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, person you mentor showing up consistently your time and your attention is the best gift you can give to someone so that's really important which I know if you're in a mentoring program you already do that and you probably see the benefits really quickly as far as like showing up consistently the other thing is to come from a place of curiosity instead of assumptions because we have a lot of assumptions about the things that teenagers are doing and they're not always right (laughs) and when you lead with the assumptions, you're just like another adult telling them to like get off your lawn, yeah. <laughs> right? So instead of assuming, like come from this place of curiosity and like one way to do that is to ask about like something on TV or like in a movie or in a book or in the news, like something that something that you want to talk about, <laughs> but you don't want to assume like, for example, February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. And like, really, the statistics are not great. Like one in three teenagers experiences dating violence before they turn 18. So instead of being like, oh, my gosh, like you have this boyfriend or this girlfriend, like they must be Mm -hmm. like there has to be in your school. There must be all this dating abuse. And like, do you see it? How does it make you feel? Exhale. Yes. (laughs) Rewind and be like, oh, hey, did you know? Like, I didn't know this. February is teen dating violence awareness month does your school talk about that what do you think that means you know oh physical abuse oh okay like well do you think abuse is always physical are there other like and it's like a more natural conversation where you have checked your baggage elsewhere (laughs) before like bringing it to the conversation so show up consistently come from a place of curiosity and just like accepting the person in front of you not who you think they are, not who you want them to be, not who you know they are deep down inside. This person in front of you, accepting them for who they are and nurturing that person that is there in front of you. 
I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's kind of what it comes down to, I think, for all of our relationships in a lot of ways. You just want to not go into it with those assumptions. And I think I think that is just so important. Yeah. And like, especially with young people, like we don't want them to hurt or to be hurt or to suffer in any way. And like, unfortunately, we just cannot protect them from everything. But we can support them through the times when they get hurt, right? And like, instead of preventing them from ever feeling hurt or upset or any kind of distress or discomfort to be that safe space for them when they can come to you when they're feeling those things and you can work on it together. It's so invaluable. And it's such a great lesson to kind of teach them how to do that on their own as well, like after your relationship has ended or after your mentor like graduates and goes off to college, Mm -hmm. like they're still going to use the skills that you have helped them develop. That's great. Now, would you have any cool stories of anything that, you know, some of the girls who have gone through your programs that they've, um, that they've been able to accomplish or anything that, that they've gotten to do? Oh my gosh. Some of the first group of teen advisory board members for Miss Heard are the coolest people one was she did this volunteer program like rebuilding houses after the hurricanes in texas and she did that for a while like she was a volunteer coordinator she ended up she like took a year off school to do that and then she went back to school finished her degree took an obscene course load it was so many classes and then she was like, you know what? I'm moving to New York. Packed her bags and like moved to New York and is now like, she does so much stuff. She's so cool. <laughs> like, she's so brave. Another young woman that actually like lived in my area, she was, her and her mom were couch surfing and she took a gap year after high school. She was involved in local politics. She ended up like living in Europe for a while and now she lives in Mexico and she's working on two master's degrees in two different languages. Oh my gosh. Like just really incredible, incredible young people. And honestly, everybody that's come to a misheard program or been a teen advisory board member, like I remember all of them and I think of them fondly and I'm always wishing them well. Those are just two that I like think of because they're so cool. <laughs> um but they're all really cool and they're all like I think of them and I'm like oh I hope she's doing well today like I think of them all the time (laughs) that's amazing they I mean that has to be so incredible for you as you know as a mentor to them and as someone who's helped you know guide them a lot and you know you've been a part of their journey and so that has to be so that has to be so rewarding for you I tell them all the time I'm like I'm just honored that like you (laughs) took one step like that I was like one little stepping stone on this journey that I get to be a part of your whole story. It's just makes me, makes me really happy. That's amazing. Now, you know, with COVID, I'm guessing that the events are kind of looking different now. You've probably switched to more of a virtual model. Yeah. So in, I know Florida is like a free for all. My parents live there. So Maryland is still like nothing is open. Mm -hmm. Everything is online. So I was really resistant to the online because I love doing in-person stuff. Like it's so much fun. You play a lot of improv games, which everybody complains about and then loves. But I was really resistant because I was like, okay, we're going to get this COVID under control. Like two months, four months, six months. And it just kept like Mm -hmm. going. 
And I finally was like, all right, all right, all right, we're going to do this online thing. So it's been me. I'm the Luddite historian that's like dragging my feet that doesn't want to adapt to the changing technologies, but we're there now and it's okay. But yeah, like it's predominantly virtual and I've done a lot, done a lot more TikToks, <laughs> done a lot more reels. Like, um, I've done a lot more things that are like a little more shareable, I guess, than like creating like a whole day event, which I will do again. I'm wait, I'm just waiting when this COVID is done. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> I can't I can't wait for in person to come back because I you know I'm in Florida. I am terrified to go anywhere. I feel like everything here is a super spreader. So I have been in my apartment other and my parents' house for a year. <laughs> I cannot wait for things to get back to normal. Me either. I cannot wait. And my goal, this has been a goal like really since I've started doing live events again, I want to come back to Florida and do events, the place where it all got started. Yes. Where I guess I want to come back to the Orlando area, teach stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I'm making like wavy hands. I guess I realize this is an audio medium, but I'm making wavy hands. (laughs) Like it's a dream sequence and it is one of my, my goals when this is over to get back to Florida, to get back to my roots. (laughs) yes to teach some stuff there too I can't wait I think it's gonna be well I mean Florida never stopped but for me it's gonna be really exciting (laughs) that is awesome now I would love to switch gears a little bit and dive into a few of our rapid fire questions to let our listeners get to know you a little better okay yeah let's do it awesome what would you say is your top wellness tip to rest to rest. Oh, I, I was kind of known. So I work on a heavy metal cruise once a year. We oh my gosh. Merch. Yeah. We, I, I do merch. We have this huge merch display, 60 bands. It's like half a football field long. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was the one that was like sneaking up on everyone. Like, did you hydrate? Are you hydrated? Can you drink <laughs> some water please for me? Like, can I watch you do it? So like, you don't get dehydrated and pass out and I'll feel good. <laughs> so drink water. I I agree more. (laughs) Those are my (laughs) wellness tips. Back when I, when I used to go to events, um, I used to manage our company's partnership with UCF athletics. So we would have our team at like a lot of the football games. And I was always just buying waters for all of the staff because I'm like, I do not want you to pass out. They're like, we're going to go out for drinks after this. I'm like, not without a bottle of water. You're not. Cause it's, a hundred degrees out right now. It's about, yeah. So in, when we do this merch, it's one in the Caribbean and like most of the crew is not from the, like our merch crew is not from the Caribbean mm-hmm. and there's like no air conditioning in this room. And there's so many people and it's so hot. And I'm like, have to drink water. And they're like, Oh, I'm, and I'm like, no, like you cannot out tough dehydration. Like yes. drink water. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot agree more. All right. Now, assuming we could travel, where is your favorite travel destination? Oh my gosh. I went to Siam Reap, Cambodia by myself and I loved it. I want to go back. It was was amazing. Like it was a bucket list thing to go to Angkor Wat. And every year I was like, I'm going to go this year. And my boyfriend was like, you say that every year, Lindsay, like really get real. I was like, oh, okay. And booked the tickets like (laughs) that night. And I went and I stayed in the village 
he was amazing and like this incredible experience that I loved and I miss it very much oh I miss God. the world I miss the whole world <laughs> <laughs> like I have friends all over like I went to Sri Lanka from Cambodia and like hung out with a friend that I had talked to online for like 15 years wow and I like got a hotel by his neighborhood and we like hung out and I met all of his friends and it was really cool and like I miss doing things like that that's amazing I even just miss taking a random weekend somewhere and just driving somewhere and not being afraid to go indoors oh my gosh around people we drove to go see my parents from Maryland to Florida and it was just like we would go in places and I'd be like I just held my breath in there like yeah (laughs) like nobody had on a mask everyone was like like people like get away from me (laughs) we literally have no rules here so some places uh, it's yeah um I've hung out on a lot of my porch (laughs) and people's other people's porches yeah a lot like we've done a lot of outdoor stuff and like nothing's open and it is what it is but yeah like I do miss the outside world yeah Yeah, I know. It's almost a mean question about the travel destinations, but at some point, maybe we're manifesting that, that it will come to us in the next soon. Yeah, I do. I miss, I, my gosh, like solo travel is amazing and I miss it. And hopefully, and I just rent like one of those getaway houses, like those little tiny houses. They Mm -hmm. have some like in the mountains here in Shenandoah, like two hours. We might just go like stay there. <laughs> might as well. That's what I've been here. I've been hearing a few people doing that. And, you know, you get a change in scenery. You're pretty safe. You're isolated. And it's beautiful. You have beautiful scenery. Yeah. I'll just putz around. I'll read my book. I'll do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be yeah. over there doing it. <laughs> yeah. Instead of same four walls. We'll be in this room. Yes. So much time in this room. Like, yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Maybe like a cat. <laughs> I okay. like to sleep. <laughs> I like to sleep. I'm mostly solitary. I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I really like a wildebeest. Like they're so unseemly. Like they're so top heavy and they look like they should just like tip over. Like they don't look like they should exist. <laughs> Love them. They're like these little spindly legs and like these big old bodies and they're they're fun animals <laughs> they're really fast I don't know I went uh on a trip with my parents and we went on safari and I was like I love these stupid things <laughs> like everybody was making fun of me and they're like really like there's lions and what I'm like no but look like they they look yeah. wrong like how are they upright <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and yet and yet <laughs> and yet okay. What is your number one favorite show to binge? I currently watching Veronica Mars because I never okay. watched it originally. But I, I also really like Bob's Burgers and Archer. It's like silly cartoon shows. I love his voice. Yes. Oh my gosh. I've been rewatching Saved by the Bell in Full House. That's fun. <laughs> gotta love the nostalgia right now. There is, there's, yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia. So that's, that's been kind of fun. I haven't watched the new Saved by the Bell yet. Uh, 
because I have to sign up for another thing to watch it. But like, mm-hmm. I will eventually. I will eventually. Too many streaming services right now. Hey, like I already have two. Yeah. Why, is that, why isn't that enough? Why are there yeah. more? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So on a similar note, what is your favorite social distancing activity? So I, I like to uh, work out. So my boot camp has mostly been outside. So that's probably my favorite, the one that keeps me sane. And <laughs> it gives me something to do where I'm like around other people, but not yeah. really them. like they're over there. So I really like, I'm really enjoying that. I'm glad we were able to keep it going. And it's cold. And I've been out in some cold weather. And really? I've never, I've never regretted it. That's amazing. <laughs> it is cold. <laughs> yeah. So that's commitment. That's, that is awesome. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you and connect? Well, thank you again for having me. Uh, super fun. I am at Misheard Media on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. Although if you're under the age of 30, you're probably not on either of those. Um, and you can also find me at MisheardMedia.com. Awesome. And thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you. So I don't know about you, but I am feeling incredibly empowered after today's conversation. I loved what Lindsay had to say about showing young people that the things that they do have value and really do matter and about how the best gift we can give a person is to love and value them for exactly who they are. Even if you don't have a teen or a tween girl in your life, chances are you can apply these lessons to other loved ones and of course to yourself as well. I have linked all of Lindsay's information in the show notes and be sure to check her out on social. Her content is often really that pick me up that you need. So definitely be sure to check her out. Thank you for sharing a part of your day with us here at Wellness and Wanderlust. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you share on Instagram, tag me at Wellness and Wanderlust blog. Feel free to rate and review the show on whatever app you're listening on. And if you have a topic you'd like to see, shoot me a DM or email me at Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net. I read every message and I really do take your suggestions to heart. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you next week.